Hello and welcome to the Home Church Sunday Morning Bible Study lesson for this week. We are glad to have you with us as we jump into Joshua chapter 6. If you've been following along in Scripture with us over the past few weeks, um, you can see that the common theme is that the Lord continually leads the people of Israel, His people that He has claimed, to a place where they have no other option but to trust in Him. We looked a few weeks before at them crossing the Jordan River. As we know earlier in Exodus in Scripture, they have to cross the Red Sea. They're delivered out of the slavery of Egypt. And time and time again, the people are led to a place where they must trust that the Lord will deliver him. Well, today is no different. We find ourselves right at the gates and the walls of Jericho, and we pick up in verse 1, and we see what it is that the Israelites see as they approach this great city that the Lord has said will one day, very soon, be theirs. It says this, Now Jericho was tightly shut because the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in the front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them, sound a long blast with the trumpets. Have all the people give a loud shout. And then the wall of the city will collapse, and the people will go up, every man straight in. As I was preparing for this uh, section of Scripture and what I could see the Lord teaching me in it, I was reminded of this old hymn that I hadn't heard until I attended this church four years ago for the very first time called Trust and Obey. I'm sure that most of you at home have heard this song, and if not, I would implore you to actually pause this video and go listen to it because it is simple, it is even repetitive, but it is beautiful. And what a reminder it is that this is what faith actually looks like, that we would trust and we would obey. And these words just kept coming up as I would read through the scripture. So first of all, we see that like many times before, the Israelites in this moment must trust God. The very first lines of chapter 6 are that they have approached the city and that the walls of the city and the gates are tightly shut. This means a few things. First of all, these walls are huge. I actually have seen Jericho in person, and while we know that they are not the original walls that were there, because we see that they come tumbling down later in this chapter, the walls that are there today are indeed illustrious and big. It, the, the city itself is built into the side of a mountain. This is an intimidating place. The Israelites are not people who are skilled in combat, as far as we can see in Scripture. The Lord fights most of their battles for them. And so in these moments, as they approach the walls and they can see that they are huge, this is an intimidating moment. The walls are also shut, meaning that there is no way to get in and that the people of Jericho know that the Israelites are here. And the reason that they are here is to try and conquer Jericho. There is no surprise attack available. There's no tactic that the Israelites can take at this point. I think of 
old people in history that may have been outmatched, but they could outsmart the opponent. You know, the story of the Trojan horse that they come up with a strategy, surprise attack. The Israelites don't have this option. People of Jericho know that this is about to happen. And yet, and yet, well, it seems like as they approach these walls and it's tightly shut and the battle is probably over before it starts, the Lord says, yes, indeed, the battle is already over. You have won it. Because as we saw in verse 2, he says, I have delivered, past tense, Jericho into your hands, along with all of its kings and all of its fighting men. It is done deal. It is already sealed that I have, outside of time, ordained that you, the Israelites, would have Jericho. You just must trust that I will do this for you. And it's not just that they are supposed to blindly trust this, that the Lord has said it and that the Lord will do it. First, they must remember what He has already done time and time again, which if you read Scripture, a lot of it is reminders. It's less new things and refreshing. That's not true. I'll start from the top here. All that they must do is that they must trust. And it's not that the Lord has given them no reason to trust. Like we've said before, time and time again throughout history in this generation and the generations before, God has proven himself trustworthy. He has led them through times just like this. So the Lord has asked us to reflect and be reminded of what he's already done. But also the biggest part of the plan is that they march around the walls with the ark of the covenant. And this is the sign and the seal of God's presence with his people. So as they walk around the walls, the people of Jericho might be confused about what's going on. But the moment that they see the ark of the covenant, my guess is they're going to tremble. They know what this means, that it is not just simply the Israelites who have come to conquer, but it is the God of Israel that has come to deliver Jericho into their hands. So the Lord has reminded them time and time again that you should trust me because I am trustworthy, but also because my presence, the Ark of the Covenant, goes with you. The plan is good. God's presence is more important and he promises his presence, which I think is good because if you look at the plan, it's a little bit foolish. It's a little bit crazy. So follow me in verse 8. When Joshua had spoken to the people, the seven priests carrying the seven trumpets before the Lord went forward, blowing their trumpets, and the ark of the Lord's covenant followed them. First of all, could you imagine Joshua coming to the people and telling them, hey, Jericho has been delivered into our hands. We just have to follow this plan. Now, hear me out. We're going to march around for six days. All the people in the specific order, the priests are going to be there. They're going to blow the trumpets. And then uh, when I give you the word, we're all just going to yell. And then the walls are going to come tumbling down. I, I have give Joshua a lot of credit for running to the people and telling them this. But I believe that it is out of faith that he knows that this crazy plan will indeed work. So the armed guard marched ahead of the priests 
who blew the trumpets and the rear guard followed the, the ark. So the ark of the covenant is in smack dab the middle of this march. The center of all of this is God's presence. But Joshua had commanded the people, do not give a war cry. Do not raise your voices. Don't say a word until the day I tell you to shout. Then shout. So he had the ark of the covenant of the Lord carried around the city circling at once. Then the people returned to camp and spent the night there. This happens six days in a row. And then on the final day, Joshua gives them the word and all the people shout. And sure enough, the walls come tumbling down. The story that we've heard since we were very young seems a little bit crazy as we get older. And this plan is a word that I would use is bonkers. It's a little out there. It's actually a lot out there. But I think that what the Lord is saying to his people is I want you to trust that when you come to these tightly closed gates, when it seems like there is no way out, be reminded of the things I've done before. Be reminded that my presence is with you and trust. And then real, true trust, real, true faith leads to obedience. Uh, There is um, there's a story of this tightrope walker from the 1800s whose name is Charles Blondin and he walks across Niagara Falls on a tightrope and he does it and everyone there are over 25,000 people there in attendance and they all lose their minds obviously this man with no harness no tightrope um, safety net underneath him he is going completely free across Niagara Falls on a tightrope. He does it. People go absolutely wild. And then he asks, do you think I can do it again? And they'll say yes. And he does it again. And then he grabs a wheelbarrow and he fills it with rocks. And then he goes back across and he does this numerous times. And then finally he asks, do you believe that I can do it again? And everyone who wants to see him do it again says, yes, absolutely. And then he says, do you believe that I can do it with a person in the wheelbarrow instead of rocks? And they'll say, yes. We believe it. And then he points at a man in the crowd and he says, you, sir, get in the wheelbarrow. And like anybody with any good sense, he refuses. He does not get in the wheelbarrow. There is a difference between just simply trusting and then trusting and obeying. The person with real true belief, real true faith, would probably have jumped in the wheelbarrow and gone across with Charles Blondin. But When it came down to it, the actual obedience part, he couldn't follow through. The trust had fallen short. The people of Israel have been given this command that they must obey. And it's a little foolish. And because it is from the Lord, they say, we will do this. He has proven himself faithful and we will follow his word. And they obey. If you read it here, they do all the steps. They do it perfectly. They do just as they have been asked. And in the end, it is obvious that it is not because they're really good at screaming or they have really good trumpet players or because they've got the best priests. It's because God was faithful to do what he has promised if the people obeyed. And this, I think, is where we land this morning. That God has asked us to be people that trust him, and obey him because total obedience, as we see in scripture, often leads to total victory. It, it says here that on the seventh day, they all got up at daybreak. They marched around the city in the same manner. And then the, the, the Joshua said, shout, and all the people shouted 
And in verse 20, when the trumpet sounded, the people did this and every man charged straight in and they took the city. Just as the Lord had said, it is delivered. This promise has come to pass. They shout, the walls come crumbling down and the people enter in. This total obedience leads to total victory. All of it is in the name and in the power and to the glory of God himself because he is with and for his people. And we know that because in the manner in which they won this battle against Jericho, it could only be God. We see echoes of this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. Paul writes this, We have this treasure in jars of clay. This is salvation in these earthly bodies that will one day no longer exist to show that this all-surpassing power that we have been given through the Holy Spirit is from God and not us. Even here in this scripture, we are reminded that God does uncanny and ironic things. He does ask us to do what sometimes seems foolish. Just ask Noah, ask Joshua, ask Moses, ask Paul. Does he ask you to do foolish things or what seems foolish? And the answer is probably yes. But time and time again, this total obedience leads to total victory to show that it could only be God. So if you are reminded of the words that start the song, trust and obey, and you listen to it this morning, or if you haven't, I encourage you to go listen to it now. I'm just going to say the first few lines of this song, because I think that the story of Joshua, the story of faith itself that God entrusts to us, that Jesus gives to us and asks us to hold on to, that even the smallest faith can do great things, that faith looks like trusting and obeying. The song itself says this, and this is how we'll end this morning. When we walk with the Lord in the light of His Word, what a glory He sheds our way. While we do His good will, He abides with us still, and with all who will trust and obey. Go now to trust that He is good, and obey what He has asked you to do. Amen.